Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Tractor Girls Talk podcast. My name is Katie Sandals and I'm a women's football journalist. I'm joined as ever by super snapper supremo Ross Halls. How are you doing, Ross? Oh, I'm very well and I just love those intros, Katie. Um, <laughs> it's good to be back. Um, wins, wins, all on the boards. Um, you know, it's been two games since we've been on. But uh, yeah, how are you? Yeah, I'm I'm very excited to be back with a, a double sort of duo of games here to look at today. Like you say, we'll be going over Ipswich Town's game against London Bees and then having a look to this pre- previous weekend just gone against MK Dons. Plenty of goals, plenty of drama and some nice things to celebrate as well. Some sort of, uh, notable milestones uh, as well. So let's get into it, Ross, then. Uh, two weeks ago, uh, Town made the trip to London to play to play London Bees, obviously the second time this season, having already played them in a final cup game. What do you make of the game this time around, Ross? Um, I think they made some new signings since we played them in the cup. Um, so I think that's what we were expecting, a different lineup. Um, it's one of our short journeys as well. You know, it's, I think it's just London Bees and, um, of course, Chillingham, the midweek game we had. That, that's they had a short journey. Hounslow's still short as London. But mm. London Bees, I think, is the one that we, we always just look forward to. You know, it's not that far, you know, just down there. Um, but yeah, you know, it wasn't the prettiest of games. Um, the weather was a big problem. <laughs> Definitely 10 minutes before our time. We had a tropical storm, a hurricane, pretty much rain, wind. Um, but then the sun was out and there was a nice little rainbow. Um, but no, it was um, a fast start. We got the goal early um, and then we pretty much dominated the game, really. None mm. bees didn't have many chances. Although for the second game in a row, we conceded, you know, the Kingsham game, Kaysham, whatever. Um, they scored. Yeah, that's the word. <laughs> uh, they scored twice against us. And then for the back-to-back games for a very long time, I can't remember the last time we, we conceded in back-to-back games, but then we did concede, uh, which was a penalty. And it, mm. it was a penalty. Um, but no, it wasn't a pretty game. But just professional job from the team. And Joe said that in his interview with Kieran Stanley, the media officer, saying, you know, the job done, that's just a result you need to get at this level. Um, and unfortunately, they, they don't play on the Hive pitch, you know, the Barnet men's team play on. It's, it was just a side thing. But the Hive, big praise to the Hive, a good setup there. I've been there before, but this is the first time where I've actually really indulged myself in the surroundings and, you know, used the facilities. Uh, they've got Starbucks there, other coffee um, establishments, um, other stuff you know is available and all that. Um, <laughs> but I uh, went to Starbucks. I don't drink coffee myself, so I had a no. tea. I uh, had a cheese toasty and um, a Mars bar. Other chocolates are available. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, a good rating of um, just you know pre-match food. But uh, anyway, back to the game. Um, back to the game, but- indeed. So that first goal, of course, was from Zoe. Uh, followed up by a first senior goal, and I'm going to try and pronounce her name right because I have a Spanish A level. Uh, it was a first senior goal for Sarah Brasero Carriera, and I'm sorry, Sarah, if I butchered that. It's been a while uh, since I tried to pronounce things in Spanish, but uh, yeah, nice, to, nice to see younger. Uh, obviously, it's a very young town side, Ross, but uh, an even sort of younger player in the form of, of Sarah coming on there for her first. So her first senior appearance, as well as being her first senior goal. Yeah, I think, um, you know, she's a player that a lot of us know, you know, who are followers the team very closely. You know, I've seen her play for the under 21 She's definitely a player that, you know, we've spoken about a lot. Um, and, you know, when you know 
you have a player there, you, you've got like, she's going to be a guaranteed start now. You know, she's playing, she was playing in a false nine. She was playing in front of Maddie Biggs and Natasha Thomas. That's a big statement. Um, and she, you know, took it and she scored. Um, and she's a very talented player. Um, and yeah, I'm not going to try to say her name in Spanish because um, Sarah Brazera Carrera, that's, that's, that's the quickest I'm going to say it because I'm not even going to try to butcher it properly. Um, but she's only recently gone barreled, um, double barreled name. She's basically before she was just Sarah Brazera. Um, but now she's brought the double barrel name in. Um, and but no, it was good, good goal from her. I'm I'm rambling now, but um, once again, just it proves how good our academy is bringing these players through. Mm. You know, we'll, we'll talk about Luce O'Brien soon as well because he scored again. Um, but it's just a talented group of players, and you know, it's just great that she scored her first goal, first senior goal for the club um, on a very terrible pitch. It wasn't great, um, but no. It was uh, another good milestone for the club, seeing another young player score their first senior goal. No, it's fantastic to see that sort of versatility that that Town have. You know, they can bring in these academy signings and they just slot right into the team perfectly and and are scoring from the get-go, which, you know, we've said before, is so important in this league, especially at the moment. You know, Town at the top of the league at the moment, because Southampton didn't play at the weekend, uh, and you know, as soon as Southampton play, they're most likely going to win, and they'll be back at the top of the league again because it's goal difference, goal difference, goal difference, um, and that's so so important this season. And so it's great to see that you know, like you said, Town can bring in this this academy offering, and she can slot it right in and start scoring goals again because that's exactly what Town need at this moment in time. Um, but yeah, like you say, uh, three goals there for Zoe, for Sarah, and a third goal there was for Ek. She's on a bit of a roll at the moment as well. Um, so, yeah, overall, obviously, Town taking three points away from the Hive uh, and setting themselves up for another fantastic game on Sunday, which was back at the Gold Star, back at home. Um, Ross, MK Dons were this weekend's opponent. What did you make of the side? Um, Once again, it was... Um... You know, we dominated the game, but it was it was more competitive from the Kashem, as you say they're, they're called. Um, you know, <laughs> I believe so. Yeah, I, I was listening so. to all the students that weekend, and they were like, "No, it's Kashem." Everyone's been saying it wrong. Uh, it doesn't matter. Um, well, it does matter in a way if you want to properly say it right. Um, but no, it's just it's just good to see back to back competitive games. Um, you know, mm. I love. Just felt like it was great to score goals, get the goal difference up. But I don't know. For me, I just don't enjoy those sort of games. You know, it's great. Everyone can get the goals and there's positivity and you know, celebrating. The fans will love that. But me, I like a nice competitive game, some end-to-end stuff. Um, of course, most of the time we have a lot of the possession. Um, but that's just our style of play. We we love having the ball. We love passing around. Um, and this was just a good end-to-end game. Um, of course, we had most of the chances, but we had to, we had to battle to get the goals. And once again, it was a flying start, you know, from the London Bees game we scored early on and this game we scored early on, um, which is fantastic to see. Uh, Luce O'Brien, she's on fire as well. You know, she's now scored three goals in the last three games this season, um, which is just great to see. Another youngster coming through um, who is very highly rated. Um, I forgot to mention, you know, Sarah Brazera Carrera, she played in pre-season and she scored a, a fantastic goal in pre-season. Um, and I thought, OK, we're going to see her more regularly. But I think she's just been bedded back into the team and she got that start at London Bees. But Lucy O'Brien with the early goal. Um, and I think, you know, that was the the start of... I was maybe thinking, oh, maybe we could score a lot of goals here. But MK Dons, they, they settled a little bit. They were to defend. 
and we had to work hard to get the second. And then we didn't score until the, I think the 94th minute to make it 3 0 to pretty doing. much settle the game. Um, but I'll let you carry on speaking because I'm just rambling now again. <laughs> yes, of course. Now those second two go- uh, those other two goals, of course, were from Zoe Barrett, who she's on a bit of a goal rush at the moment. Ross, she's five goals in five games. She's one of the top scorers at the club this season. What do you make of her season so far? She's had a stunner. Yeah, I've always been a big fan of hers. Like when she signed a, a contract, I even just said to her in person, I "Went, you know, I've always." Thought you were a fantastic little player. Um, and she's come in. She's come in to replace Sophie Pesca. Unfortunately, she is injured at the moment. And she's gone in there and staked their claim to, to be a starter. And five goals this season, which is fantastic to see. Um, scores many different goals. She can score tapping. She can score a nice little weldy, if you want to call that, that those goals weldies. Um, but once again, she can play on the wing. She can play out front if needed. Um, and she's just been fantastic. And she's got a nickname, Baza. Um, Baza, love it. Yeah, Baza. Um, and yeah, f- a fantastic little player. And it's just good to see once again, you know, she's scoring against a former club. I, I forgot that Luce O'Brien also played MK Dons through their mm. academy. So two players scoring against their former clubs. Um, I'm sure Zoe Barrett hasn't got, you know, she doesn't need to tell the MK Dons coaches, you know, what they're missing out on because um, they probably do know. Um, but further score against their former clubs and um, score really two good goals as well. Um, it's just good to see. And it's nice, once again, you know, we're not relying on, say, Natasha Thomas scoring the goals or Manny Biggs. We've got everyone across the team scoring. Like, if I quickly get up this, the top goals scorers this season, we've got Zoe Barrett and EK on five, Manny Biggs on four, Manny Biggs and Tash on four, Lucy O'Brien on three, Peskett on three. Then you've got Paige Peak, Anna Gray, Maria Boswell, Bonnie Hillwood. You know, everyone's sort of taking over the load of scoring the goals, which is good to see. And you know, Barrett, you know, a lot of people go, oh, it's a surprise package this season. But no, I sort of, a little bit inside me, I thought, yeah, she's going to make a, it's going to be a big season for her. And yeah, she's doing well. Ross insider tips there. He's been, uh, no. he's known it since the start. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but if you want any notes for the future, obviously always go to, to Mystic Ross there who who, who can uh, line you up with some players of the future. But no, like you say, it's great to see that, that Tan have those, those, that shooting ability from several different areas um, and from many different players. So like you say, it isn't just a burden on one player like, like Natasha. Um, and it really is, it really is a team effort as it were um, to, to work on that goal difference, which we've obviously said is so key this season. Uh, but yeah, fantastic game. Again, uh, got to praise the fans, 380 in attendance. I know amongst those were the Achilles Flamingos, who uh, were the mascots at the weekend yeah. as well. Shout out to any of them who might be listening. Um, but yeah, a, a fantastic attendance on a difficult weekend um, as well. Um, but yeah, I think that's one of Town's highest attendances uh, at home this season, Ross. Yeah, once again, you know, it, it broke records over the weekend for other games in our league and across women's football on Sunday. Um, 380, a, a fantastic effort. So Town fans, pat on the back. Um, I was overhearing a few fans behind me um, when I was taking pictures. You know, one, one dad was asking his daughter, his young daughter, you know, have you enjoyed today? You know, would you like to come again? She went, yeah, definitely. I'd love to come again. Aww. And, you know, and it's just a new generations of fans, you know, going to their first game, even just, even just maybe older fans, even just a, a man and his dog, you know, just wanting to come along to watch the first game and go, you know what? I like this. I enjoyed this. I want to come back. Um, Cause yeah, Felix though, once again, big praise of Felix. Though. I do love their setup there. You know, you get, you know, great food, got the bar there, good facilities. Um, and yeah, it's a good day all around. You know, if it's a nice day, 
you know, you head down to Felix Doe before the game or after the game. I know fans, I think they're, they're as crazy as other people are sometimes. Like They'll go down to the cafe. I think they got to Felix Doe at 10 to 10 in the morning. Wow. So it's sort of like, yeah, in a way, just enjoy it. Make it a day of it. You know, go to Sunday, go to the seaside, um, have a trip there. And yeah, 380. Hopefully that will keep rising and rising. Um, and hopefully we'll we'll break more records because the record is the 700 plus game against Norwich. Hopefully we can we can beat that at some stage. Um, you know, maybe the Southampton game will. Um, if that doesn't get played at Portman Road, hopefully it's that Felix Doe. And then boom, that'd be amazing if we can get over a thousand possibly. It'll be incredible. And I, d- I would not put it past the incredible town fans to do that. Um, their, su- their support for the club has been un- unyielding, um, you know, in-, in recent years. And it's fantastic to see. And somebody else whose support, obviously, for the club that's been unyielding in this time uh, is manager Joe Sheehan, who at the weekend marked 50 games in charge of the club. No mean feat these days, Ross. Um, you know, fans of women's football will know that it's not quite the game it used to be where, where managers would be in for years and years and years. It's a lot of chop and change. And if clubs aren't happy, you will go. But obviously, uh, Joe in for 50 games now. Town can't be more pleased with what he's doing at the minute, Ross. Yeah, fantastic achievement. As you said, you know, just in football in general, even the men's game, you know, managers don't last long at all. Um, to get to the 30 games or even finish a season is an achievement for a lot of people. But yeah, 50 games, amazing win ratio, you know, 39 wins out of 50, all the goals that are scored. Um, he's just, you know, he's been a fantastic, you know, servant for the club. You know, he's he's had to really build his squad from the, the bottom up, really. You know, we had a, we had a of course, the legends at the club, you know, we already had Tash and Amanda and a few other players. Um, and I know he gives credit to as well to the staff and everything behind the scenes who have supported him on this journey of, um, you know, bringing this team. We're, we're mid-table, unfortunately, in the fourth tier of women's football. Um, you know, Ralph, who was the previous manager, he did what he could with um, with his commitments to the club. Um, and Joe has just transformed it. You know, we've got the academy players coming through, players who've now cat for England at youth internationals um and i've just i love watching joe's football as well he's his football is entertaining we score lots of goals um and yeah he's he's I know, a big thing as well he's a top man i know joe's probably listening uh, so i'm probably kissing his ass right now but i've always been a big fan of joe um and and yeah uh keep up the good work my friends and um here's to another 50 games if he was worried about his ego getting stroked, you really did stop it in its tracks there. Now, he's obviously, and I think it's important to note, he's led the club through some of its biggest moments in its yep. recent history. You know, obviously that promotion, uh, but also I know we talk about it all the time because we absolutely loved it. Um, you know, that FA Cup game against Manchester City, one of the biggest games that, if not the biggest game the club's ever played, you know, having attracted so much attention from fans and from press. You know, he was he was a real uh, rock for the squad, I think, in that sort of time. I remember being in the post-match press conference um, and him, he was just, it, you know, they'd obviously lost and lost quite heavily. But you know what? He was just still sat there, calm as anything. Just like, yeah, anyone got any questions? I think, I think I was the first one to ask him something. I was like, same again next year then, Joe. And he was like, yeah. Yeah, it's, 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 once again, I think he's a dream for any, you know, person interviewing. You know, I think anyone who has interviewed Joe 
that they enjoy just chatting with him because it's just like feel like you're just chatting to a, a bloke in a pub. You know, what do you think of the game, man? How would you assess that win? How would you assess that defeat? Whatever. And I think that's probably Kieran loves to interview Joe because he's just so relaxed and he's so um, happy to to talk. Um, and I think that's yeah, it's anybody's dream. You know, as a journalist yourself, I'm sure you you just it's a dream to speak to Joe because you you always get some good quotes out of him, um, even if it's a, a win, defeat, whatever. Um, and yeah, I think that's he's a, a big thing for the club as well is just having a, a good man like Joe in charge. And, and you know, he, he'll he'll take credit for it. And he also, you know, he'll go, he's had great backing from his staff as well. He won't take all the credit because he knows it's been a lot of hard work for everyone in the club. Um, and, but, you know, it's just great to see that we've got, we've had this journey. And um, it's just a shame that we had the two years of the pandemic. You know, I'm sure we would have been where we are right now a year in advance. But um, unfortunately, uh, a global pandemic hit. And um, unfortunately, yeah. Stuff and that happened. I'm sure he would have got to 50 games by now. I'm sure we're getting close to 100 by now. Um, if we didn't have games postponed and the season finished, but we're still, yeah, I'm still bitter about that. But yeah, we'll move on. Yeah, it's okay, Rush. You can be bitter about that. Yeah. Um, but now, absolutely fantastic servant to the club. And like you say, he's he's great to interview, not only because he's, he's so passionate about the club, um, but he's so genuinely dedicated to it as well. I mean, some people use the women's game as a stepping stone to what they think is are of as a better jobs, but you could never say that of Joe because he's genuinely dedicated to to the to town and to what he does. So um, you know, that's from Mr. Neville if he's listening. Ooh. Yeah, shade. Ooh. I'm throwing shade today, Ross. Um, but yeah, here's here's to another fifty games, Joe. Um, congratulations. So pop the champagne out. Pop the champagne out, indeed. So, so for Joe's 51st game, it's another home game, Ross. It's another one of those weird little breaks, isn't it? Because would they have, would it have been a cup game this weekend? For Is it a cup game this weekend? Because obviously Town got a buy in that. I think, um, yeah, I think it is. Uh, yeah, yeah, it is. I just I had to quickly double check that. I haven't got any notes written down, so I can't double check my notes. <laughs> but I think that is the reason why there isn't a game. Um, I think the MK Dons game just got moved just so we have a game, you know, on the the 10th of, of October. And then, um, yeah, that, that is the bye weekend. So um, a nice little rest for the players. Um, and then, yeah, Bridgewater. Um, it's always weird. I have to admit, when, when I do wake up on a Sunday and there's no women's game, it's just like, oh, what am I going to do with myself? Um, <laughs> you know, but it is. Yeah. Like, I'm sure that's like the fans. I know a lot of the fans support the men's team as well. So they'll, they'll be... Sort of, they've been gone to the women's, uh, the men's game on the Saturday, and the women's game on Sunday. But you know, it's nice to have that double header when you have both games. But when you ain't got one or the other, it's sort of like, oh no, what am I going to do myself? Which day? But um, no, no game. No. So just to, to sort of recap that, uh, it would have been the women's national league cup fixture this weekend, but Town got a bye to the next round, and so they won't play again uh, until later this year. Uh, so a rest weekend this weekend. Then it's uh, the weekend after. Uh, for Bridgewater, that's the former Yeovil outfit, if you're a familiar fan with uh, women's football. Uh, that outfit, of course, the original Yeovil was a Super League side that uh, was rather notorious for losing quite a lot. It's a very different side these days, obviously, third tier, uh, renamed, rebranded Bridgewater. Um, I don't think they're fl- particularly flying this season as things go, Ross, but still be an interesting uh, but- opponent for town to take on. And uh, one that I'm fairly confident this week, Ross, they haven't taken on before in any kind of competition. No. That's my bubble, are. if you will. 
I'll burst your bubble on the first statement there. They're third in the league. So they are doing really well. Yeah. Um, So I'm sure there have been listeners shouting at you. And actually, Katie, they're doing well. But no, I don't think we've ever played them. That I I know of. I will take that Um, one. And I'm fairly sure when I looked earlier in the season, they weren't doing all that good. So it may be one of those where it's taken a little bit longer for that kind of new setup to get going, as it were. But interesting that they are third, obviously, behind town and Southampton. Uh, so perhaps a more competitive game uh, this week, or perhaps one of the most competitive games that Town's played this season, Ross, possibly on the cards. Yeah, I think that's um, one game I think Joe and Co will be looking forward to. You know, it's going to be a really big battle that because they are they'll be one of the top sides coming down to to get the goal star. Long travel for them as well. I always say that on the mm. podcast, long travel because it is. Um, thankfully, it really is. To us first. Um, Bridgewater is a long way. You know, Yeovil and all that. That's Somerset in it. Somerset. It is Somerset. Oh. Oh dear! Sorry, <laughs> I just I always, heard that. I, I always think, and I'm so sorry to anybody who disagrees with me. As somebody who is not from around these parts, I always wonder if you put, if you said to anybody else, which of these people are from Suffolk and which of these people are from Somerset, there are differences, but they're very slight differences, and it's the strength of accent, I think, more than mm. anything, that that hits me. As an, well, it's when um. It's when um you know films they try to do a Suffolk accent, but most of the time, like if you're from Suffolk, you hear it, it's like that is actually a Somerset accent. So it's sort of like you know, because yeah, some people like dig it. So like the, you know the film Dig, there's some yeah. people think, oh, it's a bit of Somerset in there, not a bit of Suffolk. And there's other you know films based in Suffolk that actually and that isn't the right accent there. Um, but no, I think I think they did a I think the Dig's not bad one actually. I think uh, shout to out to fair, Charlie Haylock who did an excellent job watched, on that one. I haven't, I haven't watched it, <gasps> but. Uh, Maybe I should. I think I don't know. You should because Ralph finds uh, is his accent is very good actually, and I couldn't help but think of you when I heard it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you want any more Suffolk, then I'm your boy. Um, you know, on the her and all that. Because um, yeah, I've I don't do know well. about my yeah, I do well. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm sure people who aren't from Suffolk and who listens to our podcast on Kings of Anglia, they just go wow. Well, because <laughs> um, yeah because you like say you know Andy Warren he's from Suffolk but he probably doesn't sound as Suffolk as I do because I think no, he's been having worked been... with you for several years you sound more Suffolk than anybody else in our entire office and there are quite a lot of Suffolk people in our office quite a few yeah. from Essex but quite a lot of people yeah. who've born and grown up in Suffolk and nobody has as strong as accent as you Russell's I have like to be fair I have branched out I have like gone to different places and I haven't just stayed in Suffolk all my life but I think it's just my family is so Suffolk like if you meet my nan and my granddad I I can hear their accent they they got more Suffolk than me because some of the things they say it's just not possible like, I, it is possible to, honestly yeah. um but yeah we've like, really think... tan- we've gone on a, a proper yeah. Kings of Anglia tangent here but I, I'm enjoying it um but yeah, so to recap, that next game is the 24th of October uh, against uh, Bridgewater, the uh, team based in the West Country, <laughs> um, whose accents are very different to the people to people uh, in Suffolk, uh, I will t- say, uh, before I get chased out of the county. Um but yeah, have a lovely break, everybody, this weekend. Um, plenty of women's football in other forms on. If you do fa- still fancy a game that isn't uh, a bit of town, dip in, have a look. Have a look at a bit of Super League Championship. It's very accessible these days. 
Um, so do, if you are bored, do give it a go. Uh, we'll be back after that Bridgewater game in a few weeks' time. Uh, Ross, thanks as ever for your insight uh, this evening. And uh, yeah. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. Um, it's just, yeah, um, um, yeah. I don't know what else I'm going to say. I'm just rambling as always. <laughs> move on, move on. End it. Intro. Outro. Ah. Outro. Outro. Uh, you can follow us as always on our social media handles. I am at Katie Sandals. Katie with a Y. Sandals with two L's, which I'll be saying to the end of time. Ross, you are at Ross Media UK. Or do I always get this wrong? Of course, no, it's right, it's right, it's right. And at Kings of Anglia on Twitter as well. Um, We'll be back soon. Uh, Thanks for your support as always. We love being part of the KOA family. Until then, uh, have a great break, everyone, and we'll speak to you soon. From true crime to football, Brexit to Postal, more great podcasts from Archon, head to audioboom.com slash channel slash Archon, head to audioboom.com slash channel slash Archon.